Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie, how you doing what's up well, hello, Miss Nominated for the Liz Paul Podcaster Award. <laughs> How awesome is that? Welcome to Groom Pod, recorded on August 7th, 2022, in Snohomish, Washington, and Tucson, Arizona. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Cheers, Groom More, and Stazco. And if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, you can do so at our Patreon account or by our donation button, both of which you can find on the website. This week, we got a whole lot of head shaking going on. We're going to talk groom bathing tablets compared to the Nagayu tablets and possibly, but not probably, the nail trimming struggle. So, Barbara, how was your week? Oh, oh, wait, before you before you tell me how your week is, let's hear from our sponsor. (laughs) This this week is brought to you by Groom More Software. If you're looking for a software solution for your shop, mobile or house call, Groom More is it. It has online booking and online forms and intake or matted dog forms, payment processing, reminders and wait lists, inventory, routing, calendar and QuickBook syncs, and most importantly, 24-hour service. And they've given us a great offer. You can switch over to Groom More and try it for two months at half off. Just put in the code GroomPod. You broke your hydraulic table. Yeah. Mine is broken. It's breaking. Not the Uh-oh. hydraulic part. But it's no longer stable. This is my original Curtis table from 1998. And it's it's really loose. So we pulled it apart and we looked in there. And it's so rusted and decomposed. But Terry thinks he can fix it because he is Mr. Fix-It. So we're going to pull my whole table out of the grooming trailer. And I'm so afraid. <laughs> I don't know what's going to look like under there. I'm not surprised to hear that because... Your little environment in there is so humid and so just full of moisture almost year round. And, you know, I'm at least way more dry than that. And my table lasted like 20 years. And it was my hydraulic unit that went. But there was no salvaging even the frame. I think I might be in the same situation. So I have heard, and I'm just going to put the call out here because I know we have so many people listening. I've heard that you can use a Harbor Freight scissor lift base. I think that's what we did. Okay. It only cost me about $300. Yep. I looked at them this morning and my tabletop and my lips and all that is perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. Right. I might I salvage my tabletop with the lips and I just use this generic. It's smaller, it's lighter, and it doesn't go up or down quite as much. I don't care about down. 
I'm wondering if it will go up high enough. Anyway, if any of you guys out there have done it yourself, let me know which model works. I have a very limited area that my table can go into. Like I can't use one of the tables that changes its profile and like doesn't go directly up and down. I need that scissor lift up and down motion. Or I'm going to end up with a fixed table because my seat goes up and down. And I don't do very many big dogs and I think I could just buy a different table. But how long am I going to groom in that trailer? You know, it's uh, I don't know what to do. But needless to say, Terry does think he can fix it and we're going to attempt that one first. But other than that, my trailer is working, my clipper vac is working, and my tow vehicle is working. So it's better than last week. I'll just say that. <laughs> Thank you very much for my cool portable fan, Barbara. That thing is the cat's pajamas. Well, Susie, I watched this. It's a, a seen on TV thing. And so I saw this fold-away fan being used on TV about four times. And I took the plunge and I bought one. And I immediately fell in love with it because it's uh, cordless. And it gets a full charge that lasts for at least eight hours. And it has three speeds. And it raises up to almost four feet, to 40 inches. And so you can use it as a floor fan, as a desk fan, on the seat of your car. Oh, so So nice. Yeah. (laughs) And the airflow is gentle enough that it just doesn't blow the dog air. I've got a big... 48 inch table. I put it on the back of my table and raise it up high enough to be over the head of the dog, but getting me and it helped cool me and didn't blow the dog all of them. Every other fan that I've ever used right around my table has been just like terribly blowy. That's brilliant. I can put it on the far side of my table divider and I can open it up and miss my haircuts because believe me, my haircuts need no help. (laughs) (laughs) That kind of help anyway. I have enough difficulty with my haircuts. I don't need the wind blowing on it. But that just gave me a great idea that I can shoot it right over the top of the dog most of the time. But counter space is at a premium in the trailer. And this has such a nice little solid base. And I love that I can put it on the floor and lift it up. And I also love that I can use it plugged in. It gets high enough so it doesn't blow the hair back up from the floor. So that's an issue if I put it on the floor. It's very versatile. I think it's perfect for small spaces. Yep. I actually looked ahead and I bought two. Oh, that was smart. Yeah. And so I've got one at the shop and one at home. And uh, it's really good because I've got at home, my recliner chair where I watch my larger TV is in my bedroom, which is very hot. There's no cooler or anything in there. So I've got one little cooler fan thing, little box thing on, on a table across one side of my recliner. And then I can put this at the foot or at the other side or, you know, like anywhere near me I want and um, kind of enjoy the TV a little more. So I, I just I just love the fold away. And what I discovered when I went to buy one for you is that they're one of those things that the Chinese make several versions of. Oh, yeah. There's multiple vendors and it's truly the same thing. It was a really smart buy and I just wanted to mention it here on the grill pod because there's a lot of um, 
stationary and especially mobile groomers can use it perfect for mobile grooming situation. What else went on? So I have three new, uh, I think going to be fairly regular customers. So I sort of freaked out in the first part of the week because last week, my very favorite Westie, the owner, they actually have two nice, well-bred Westies, including Austie, my favorite Westie of all times, and their little Havanese Luke. They announced they were going to be moving to Montana. Oh. It was a huge loss. Every six weeks, three dogs. And my favorite Westie that I still haven't got a video of, you know, how I do her or anything like that. So I was just really sad and good people and fun people, you know, like not morbid at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she, she, she's just a little live wire and she sends me gifs and she's on the way with some crazy frog hurrying <laughs> up. Yeah. Stuff like that. And, and, you know, it's just really a wonderful client with wonderful dogs. And I just was so sad. And then this week I got, a new woman with a delightful, perfect miniature, miniature schnauzer. Oh, a little one of those little tiny ones. I've got two of those. A little tiny one. And she's got full legs and the whole exact deal. And I fixed her up even better. And her groomer had got married and left town, right? Moved to Montana. So then I also got a woman with two poodles, a miniature and a toy that had very exacting particular requirements that I executed perfectly. Um, She rebooked and will be a regular customer. And then I got a woman who works for the dermatologist that one of my very wealthy customers goes to. And she has three long-haired dachshunds, and a schnoodle. Oh, good. And the long-haired dachshunds, you know, the first thing I did, which is what I do, I got out my Jody Murphy book, and I looked at the pictures of the long-haired dachshunds. And then, you know, I did her dogs accordingly, right? Yeah. And, and it was the first time ever they had been done in a breed profile. What were people doing to them? Oh, just shaving them. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I didn't have a whole lot of communication with her. So she brought two in on one day. And then on the next day, she brought the schnoodle. That's another story. And the third one. But she came to pick up the first two. And I had the book right there. And I said, I wasn't too sure exactly what you wanted. But I looked at this and I I groomed like this. And she was like, you looked them up in the book? (laughs) (laughs) I said well yeah that's what I do I you know I have a pretty good idea but I wanted to make sure that my good idea was kind of consistent with the real thing and I wanted to make your lovely dogs look their best and she was so impressed and um well, that's- I, just modif- I just modified the ears a little bit. On the third one, it didn't have very much furnishings on its legs and skirt. And so I, uh, I left the ears long because that was a main feature of that dog. And she was so glad I made that choice. And, uh, you know, it was a huge win. 
Good. Huge win. Then her schnoodle is a named Mojo, a.k.a. Cujo. Uh-oh. A naughty schnoodle? A naughty, a fearful, fearful, fearful schnoodle. It looks more like just a poor bread schnauzer. Didn't really have much poodle going for it, maybe in the muzzle. Came in on Friday when they picked up the other two. They brought Mojo in for a get acquainted. And I had Yvonne step out and sit down and get acquainted with him and give him some treats and that kind of stuff. And, you know, he just seemed really intensely shy and afraid. And they came in with him in the morning before I got to work and they couldn't put him in a crate. Yvonne took him, but she couldn't get him in a crate. He started to freak out. And then they couldn't even pick him up to put him on the table. They had to abort. The uh, mission aborted. Oh, no. I'll just take him home. <laughs> and, I, and, and actually, I got to work and no mojo. And I said, well, dodge that bullet. So, no, didn't exactly dodge that bullet. I texted her and said, Sorry that we couldn't do Mojo, which was kind of a lie. And um, I, I said, I think he might need uh, some sedation because he's just like totally freaked out. And I said, and I will discuss uh, it, this with my beha- almost certified behavior. <laughs> hey, by the time this comes out, I might be certified. Yeah, you will be certified. Well, you're going to be. Let's just say gonna soon be certified behavioral grooming specialist so she came in and they had him she came to pick up the really cute white and brown one and she had mojo and she said you know i thought about it and i just gave him a quarter of a trazodo that i had because he can't go to the vet he can't go anywhere without muzzling and and sedation and all this kind of poor guy so I said, okay, well, and I had a poodle that I was grooming on. That's, you know, my large, almost standard poodle that I'm doing a beautiful haircut on and everything. And I said, uh, let me put my poodle up. Put my poodle up. I went outside and sat down in the seating area, and they had brought treats, his favorite little nubby treats. So I started giving him that, and he started liking me. And uh, I reached over and touched his side and he was okay with that. And I t- started touching him and I could touch his head. And we, you know, like I, I took about 10 minutes out there and, and she said, well, it seems like the quarter of a pill is doing something. And I said, let's put him on the table and see what happens. You pick him up. So she picked him up and we walked to the table and put him on the table and uh, I gave him some more treats. And you know what? He's okay. He was okay. So I, got, I said, oh, he's okay. So I got my figura out, my silver bullet, and put a snap-on comb on it. And I started trimming him with the clippers. They're nice and quiet. They're nice and easy. He wasn't really mad at And he was okay with it. And I thought, what the heck? And then I put that down. And I started trimming his face. And you know what? He was okay, but she kept giving him treats. 
I, I, I would have kind of given a few less treats, but, you know, eh, okay. And she talked my ear off, of course, the entire time. And I could have done without that. But I got the dog trimmed. No, I did not. I said, I'm not going to try the nails because we have had success here. And I know that he's very feet wary because I can hardly scissor around those feet. So I'm just going to leave that. We'll catch that next time. I think he's okay. She was going to take him home and bathe him and then bring him back. I said, well, let's just finish it now. And then you can bathe him at home and he'll be done. And it will be a positive experience. And he stayed calm. Right. And he stayed calm and he had a positive experience. And I just celebrate. I celebrate myself. Me too. I'm celebrating you as well. You know, here's an interesting thing we talked about this last class. We used to think the way to make a dog that was uncomfortable with strangers be more comfortable with strangers was to have the stranger give the treat. But in reality, you want the dog to get the treat from the owner first so that when you're in the company of the the stranger, the owner is feeding the treats because the dog is comfortable getting the treats from the owner and is associating your proximity with receiving the treat. Then when the dog is even more comfortable, then you start having the stranger give the treats by throwing them in a non-threatening way on the ground first and then giving them by hand. You did that just, I mean, almost perfectly, but you were able to move forward a little quicker, which is awesome. And it's very exciting. This is why I love behavior cases. I'm not even going to take any other dogs, but behavior cases from now. You know, I so resisted doing this dog and I I just have to give myself uh, a little credit. And I, I also have to explain that although Yvonne is extremely kind and patient, she has a rough raspy voice and I don't when I meet a new dog that's skittish I really smooth out my voice you know I just don't make it squeaky I just try to talk kind of gently I have a gentle voice Yvonne doesn't have a gentle voice (laughs) you also have calming energy whereas Yvonne's energy is a little more amped up yeah but uh neat you know she, uh, but so we had success. I charged 70 bucks. That's cool. Which I thought was about fair for uh, special needs like that, even though he didn't get a bath or toenails or any of that. But so in the next time, she will bathe him first and come and I might be able to do a little better job. But, you know, he's just a little scruffy rat dog and he doesn't have to be all perfect. He's not a poodle. He's not a tailored breed. He's a scruffy little guy. He just has to be within a nicer, more appealing range of scruffiness, right? I <laughs> love a good schnoodle. I even love a bad schnoodle. Well, obviously, I love everything. But I love schnoodles. It's like the perfect poodle mix. Cockapoos, they didn't do it for me. But schnoodles are very rarely 
bad dogs. They're just great dogs. My uh, lady with MS has a schnoodle service dog who went through this big, long service dog program, and he is the best companion for her. And he does all the things that he needs. She needs, you know, bending over, picking stuff up, opening doors. He does it all. He's smart as a whip. Bring me my phone. Does yep. he bring me my phone? He'll do it all. He is really oh, talented. And everyone in the assisted living knows him as the real service dog. He's the real service dog. He's the real, he can go in the dining room. He can go anywhere she goes and he's okay. And he's really honestly a service dog. And he truly is. He's just a delight. So anything else go on? Yeah. A, an agonizing two and a half hours, almost three hours spent trying to demand the Lagoto's head. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. On a head. Yeah, just that's the worst. That I had started last Friday. And this is the show dog that does real well. She's small, which some judges really like. She's got an excellent curly coat, but she gets in the fish pond every day. And the owner thinks she's combing it out. And that she's ma managing the mats. Well, no. What she was doing, she was managing from the felted part of the mats out, but not the part next to the skin that was really badly managing. Huge mats behind her ears. She had ugly mats in the, in the whole headpiece. Under her eyes, I had to shave down under her eyes and over her cheeks. I had to scoop it out. It was just... Let it be note, noted that Barbara took her glasses off and showed me where she showed. <laughs> <laughs> so at least you get it. That's so, right. So, um, yeah, I had to do that. And meanwhile, the duck is all over the table. This is the difficult one. Yeah, they're all difficult. Oh, they are? This breed does not want to stand still for grooming. This breed does not want to be groomed. This is not... I love to be groomed breed. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't know. Show me the exception. I don't have one. You know, I really like this woman, and I really like the dog, even though she's a, a real difficult on the table. She's just got too much energy, and she doesn't stand still. And so the owner is working on one side of the table, and she offered to go away and just leave her. Well, then I would have had to pull Yvonne off of whatever else she was doing for me. And we would have had the two of us doing it. And I just figured I might as well use the free help. I agree. I thought I might have to shave the whole head with a five plate, but I didn't. I scissored it down with my chunkers and then was able to piecemeal go through it and pretty much do it. But the thing that had me that was the worst of the worst was inside the ears. And that's another story. Oh, I'm going to tell you what I did. I was so tired when I finished the grooming. I said, I don't know how much to charge you. <laughs> I said, you know, I wanted 500 bucks. What can I say? You know, was, I was just like so wiped out. My wrist was hurting. My, my, my head was blown. I'd had to listen to the owner for two and a half hours. I had Yvonne was like doing her thing in the back. And uh, and I had gotten it done. And you know what? The dog didn't look that bad. I think she's going to grow back in okay right. by November shows because I didn't shave it. 
Since she had paid me by Zell last week, I finished the dog. And we have to talk about doing the inside of her ears. But I finished the dog and I was so, so just kind of blown out of the water that I said, go home and a- after you settle down, I mean, she was exhausted too. I said, go home, have a drink and just send me a Zell, whatever you think is is appropriate. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think it through. I, I kind of the figure one hundred and fifty dollars kind of entered my mind. And when I went home and had a glass of wine, one hundred and fifty dollars was seemed like I said, uh, "I hope I get one hundred and fifty dollars." She did send me one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh well, that's good. You know, she was just like right on target, and it was good enough. Um, but I don't want to have to do that anymore. She doesn't want to have to do that. She doesn't want her dog to have to go through that because her dog's going to be just like worse and worse about getting done if she has to go through that every time. So she's really committed to bringing her in because now she knows that she can't do it by herself. Right. But can we segue into the shaking ears thing? Give me a moment and then we will head right into that. Hang tight. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Chris Bear Anthony visiting the groom pot again. Okay, so you know I love my evolution swivel shears. And you even know that these customizable shears come in non-swivel as well. But did you know that they're the only ones I've been trusting my sharpening with for around 15 years? And that that's how we met? What? You haven't tried their sharpening yet? If so, send in your next batch of sharpening and you'll get one shear sharpened for free with a $75 order just for telling them where you heard about them. Your shears and blades will thank you. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. Carry on, Miss Barbara Bird. So the Lagoda, I haven't been doing the inside of rears because a she hates it and acts up and doesn't stand on the table and you know like all kinds of shit and. She shakes her head two days afterwards, and I, that just worries the heck out of me. So I looked inside her ears, and she had noise cancellation earbuds. <laughs> you mean like in her ears? <laughs> yeah, in her ears. Hair made, noise cancellation earbuds, and you know, like small ping pong balls in each ear. It was bad. And it was so, you know how lots of times ear hair just kind of smoothly comes out? Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. You couldn't tug these things. They were just tight in there. Yikes. I said, and I left that for last because I knew that that was going to be a huge deal breaker, the end. And that's what I did. And so here I was already tired out. 
my wrist hurting, the this, the that, you know, hot, tired, old. <laughs> and I had to address these ear things. And the blade on my Bravura Mini, my Mini Bravura, the blade was dull. Oh. So that was one of my main ways that I would have gone in for that stuff. I did some shaving. I did some pulling on the gently pulling on that and trying to scissor. I scissored. Right, I had to use kitchen shears to scissor the balls in half so that I could kind of break it apart somewhat. Yeah. And oh, it was bad. And I couldn't get anything underneath that ball of hair to pull it out and it was just like cemented in there and even on my 40 blade setting I wasn't able to get my figura blade through that so I'm just freaking out and I'm trying to gently pull on it tug on it a little bit here a little bit there but you know like not that great big huge and owner was trying just gave it a few good tugs and nothing happened so Yvonne is in the back and Yvonne is hearing all of this and she says why don't you try these other uh, clippers so the the Japanese clippers that were sent to us the five-in-one Japanese clippers that were sent to us like three years ago four years ago that are still working yeah for me, yeah that that we snubbed Yes. <laughs> because we didn't like the snap-on comb attachments. Right. I'm... I've been using those things on feet pads and penises and, you know, well, assholes. And, who you knew? Know, like, uh, who knew? So, so she cleans off the blade. She brings them to me. And that's what finally allowed me to cut around that. I mean, it's still not good. But I was able to get the bulk of those ear pods out of the dog's ears. And sure enough, she started shaking and shaking and shaking. And I wished I had a tube sock. Yeah. I wished I had a tube sock. And I did. We tried to wrap her ears with two-inch vet wrap, but we needed four-inch vet wrap to do any kind of like really taping around the head. The ears just came out. Happy hoodies sometimes are, are helpful, but they can yeah, be so I, easily brushed off by the yeah, dog. Yeah, I know it. And my the only really good new happy hoodie with elasticity that I had was a large. Oh yeah, and she's and she's not a large. So I, um, I instructed the owner to please not let her shake, and um, and to. And I told her about using a tube sock. And I tried to send her home with the rest of the roll of vet tape, but she didn't take it. And uh, the dog's okay. But really, what should we do when we work on a dog's ears? Or see, sometimes it's just when you clip the ear leather short and it's got that felted hair, which we have on these ear felted hair on the bottom of the ear leather. Yeah. That it that it can cause, even just releasing that hair, can cause pooling of blood and 
And what do they call it? Hematoma? Hematoma. That's exactly what they call it. And that's one of those things where I torture myself over ear hair pulling because I do have quite a few friends in the vet community and the majority of them still want me to pull their dog's ear hair. It's difficult because none of them are dermatologists, although all of them go to continuing education. But then you get a situation where you've got a dog that has like peanuts stuck in their ears and who knows how long they may have been there for, you know, forming deep down. And that might be part of why the dog's head is shaking. I don't know. That kind of should be a vet procedure, I would think, especially when there's a risk of a hematoma involved. But we often get it and, you know, you do ask them to take the dogs to the vet, but they don't always follow through with taking the dogs to the vet. Plus, if they take the dogs to the vet, the vet's going to blame the groomer. The vet's going to say your groomer should have pulled that ear hair. So this is where I get in the conundrum because these people are my friends who are telling me we want you to pull the ear hair. I also have my personal vet who sends me their ear dogs because I do pull the ear hair when he requests it, but I no longer pull ear hair on healthy ears. And I think that's the real key is if there's not a problem, don't mess with it. If you get a ball in the ear, you're going to have to do something about it. I mean, for the comfort of the dog. I will often use the mini bravura and trim close and all the way around. I can even use the corner edge of the blade and go down in there and pretty well clean that up. But with this dog, if I even do that, she's going to shake for two days. I mean, we had that happen the day before a dog show once. And it was, you know, like it was hit or miss whether she was going to do that in the ring. Fortunately, she was so distracted by her ring experience that she didn't shake more than once or twice and kind of in a silly way. And the thing with the hematomas is they can actually shake so hard that blood comes out the bottom of the ears. And for an owner, that's freaky and distressing. Well, yeah, or it can just settle in there and they have to be lanced. And then you risk the very probable outcome of cauliflower ear. Yes, definitely some scarring, especially on a show dog like that. Yeah. It's a difficult situation. It could be the end of a show career. I had a Scotty that got an ear hematoma. He had a beautiful head and beautiful ears, and he, they cauliflower in one ear. Uh, I was so disappointed. <laughs> Isn't there a way to like, bandage that so that doesn't happen? I don't know. I generally tell people whose dogs have obsessive things like that Benadryl give them a little Benadryl and see if that doesn't put them to sleep and let the ear calm down a little bit because the constant shaking then irritates it more and it becomes a self-causing cycle at that point plus they'll itch at it and then that makes it more irritated you can also wrap an ace bandage around you know stop at the store grab an ace bandage and use that and on that dog She's got to comb those ears so that it doesn't get like that on the outside so she doesn't risk the felted ear thing. The felted ear thing is almost more common, I think, than the ball of hair thing. <laughs> but, oh, such a hassle. Yeah, I know. So sad. I mean, that that was scary. Yeah. Because I didn't think she was going to go home and, and find a tube sock. So if you do wrap the ears, do you wrap the ears with the ears down or the ears up over the top of the head? I was told down, but 
I, I, because it's more natural and the dog will tend to leave it alone a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I, I do down. I do down. Yeah. The logic of up is that it's, there's no gravity pulling the, the blood down into the ears. They're up. So it's, it sits on one and a half dozen of the other, but you do need to pick a method that the dog is going to accept. Now, if you end up with a vet bill or a vet visit, the first thing they're going to do is try to wrap the ears as well, and they're going to hope that works if you can get there soon enough. So timing is important. But if it comes to the hematoma point and they do have to do surgery, it's a surgical procedure. They're going to either, if your dog is really good, numb up the ear, but if they're not, they're going to have to use a general anesthetic. And there's a few different ways they do it, but oftentimes they'll have to sew through the ear so that it keeps it flat, like quilted, like quilt the ear so that the blood can't settle in there. Or I've seen them sew buttons on the ear. There's all kinds of different methods, but either way, it's going to be expensive. You were lucky in that the owner was right there while it was happening and has also had the experience before. A lot of people don't have that experience and they get home and their dog is freaking out and they're freaking out. And of course, you've gone home for the day and they end up at the emergency room and then they come after you for the bill. Do you pay that bill? No. No. I don't want to pay that bill if they haven't been grooming the dog and it's got felted ears. That's going to be one that they would definitely dispute, I would think, because they don't understand the process. So they will, you know, have a tendency to come after the person they think caused it when in reality, they are the person that caused the problem. <laughs> but yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, it's good. That's a tricky customer service. And we're to let go to owner. She's such a, she's a lovely person. She's a, she's in real estate. She's very successful. She's outgoing. She's good looking. She's tall and lanky and pretty and easygoing and can be natural with her. And, and she says, <laughs> towards the end, she says, Viola Goto, they said. They're easy care, they said. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least she had a sense of humor. (laughs) She said, why did I pick this breed? I said, they're all like this. They are. That's why they're rustic. I'm sure of it. By necessity. I mean, they're intense dogs. They go out and they charge around the property and dig. What I found with the horse and her gigantic mane and tail is my biggest enemy are particulates of grass and dirt and stuff that get in there. And you've got to get that stuff out every single day. Oh, my God. It's a constant battle with her tail because she loves to roll. She enjoys getting dirt and dust and particulates. Why don't you wrap it? Yeah, I might do that. But it's so pretty. (laughs) I know. but But then you unwrap it and there it is. There must be a tail wrap guide. It probably is some kind of a sock that you could use. They've got them. Yeah. They have a neck wrap too. I'm not sure how how well she would go for that, but I'm willing to give it a try. Between that and my survivor gel from Equus, I'm managing so far. We used survivor gel on Lily the Lagoto. It was very helpful. Oh, it's very helpful for sure. Let's take one more break, and then we will come back with our back-to-school segment. How's that sound? Okie dokie. Summer is the season where we are likely to find dried-out coats. 
And show season has a special shampoo and conditioner called Honey Pet. Honey Pet shampoo and conditioner is made with Manuka honey as an additive and also almond oil. And it's excellent in hydrating the coat. It also smells real good. And it comes with a matching conditioner that contains the Manuka honey, the almond oil, the sunflower oil, triglycerides, and a little dash of dimethicone, which assists in combing and brushing the coat. You can find these and all the great show season products at showseasongrooming.com. Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Barbara, the groom bathing tablets are so much fun to use. I even took a picture of all the dirt that collected around my bathing beauty from this really dirty dog I did with them the other day. It was impressive. But tell us, how similar are the groom bathing tablets to like the Nagayu tablets? Well, really quite similar. They have the very same uh, base, and that's a citric acid. It's a bicarbonate of soda, citric acid, uh, sodium carbonate base. The sodium carbonate is very alkaline, and I think it's to bring the pH of the overall product back to a more neutral place. I need to do a pH test on that, but that's my educated guess. So in those three ingredients, and by the way, Nagayo is all very fancy in their presentation and their marketing, and they use a lot of kind of scientific illusions, you know, smoke and mirrors and stuff in, they don't say sodium bicarbonate. They say sodium hydrogen carbonate which is sodium bicarbonate under another chemical name. There, and they have, so sodium bicarbonate, sodium carbonate, citric acid, PEG 6000, which we explained last time was for making tablets. And then those ingredients, both tablets have in common, okay? The groom bathing tablet then has a very mild surfactant called sodium caprylyl sulfonate and that's just an ultra mild cleanser and that's part of the reason that we like their cleaning ability because they have that nagayu tablets have sucrosteric acid ester which is a generic name of a group of surfactants that are sugar surfactants Okay, so it, that's another way to hide the ingredient. They're not really naming the ingredient. The sodium caprylyl sulfonate, that's a specific ingredient. Right. That is what it is. But this um, sucrosteric acid ester, that's a class of surfactants. It could be any number of things. It could be, you know, it could just be any number of things. They're not identifying it. And then they have... Silicone dioxide, silicon dioxide, and calcium silicate. What are those ingredients? Those are ingredients that you find in cement manufacturing. Cement? 
So my supposition is that they are there to delay the dissolving of the tablet. Okay. They, you know, they harden the tablet and they, let's say, keep it from crumbling and just like exploding in the shower and be all over with in uh, two minutes, right? Right. They are delaying it. Now, I don't know what it would do in your situation, seeing you're finding that even the groom tablets are not totally dissolving in the bathing beauty. Um, but you're getting the dogs clean anyway, so you don't always say the truth is, you don't always have to use a whole tablet. That's what of, I'm finding. I'm finding yeah, I can use it for two baths. Two, for two baths, yeah. But the other thing that I am going to, um, let's read this. This is what one seller, one vendor of Nagayu says on how does it work. The Nagayu, you notice that the groom tablets, they just say they use sodium bicarbonate and citric acid to form CO2, which helps deep clean your dog for better clean, right? It's just pretty simple, straightforward marketing. It's going to do as good a job as your other stuff, maybe better, and it's going to be less troublesome. The Nagayu tablet dissolves in our specialist shower head whilst we shower your dog. Whilst it dissolves, it generates millions of carbon acid and hydrogen ions ions which the skin rapidly absorbs boy that sounds very scientific it's it's more upon absorption your dog skin synthesizes and releases nitric oxide into the lining of blood vessels this increase results in an increase in blood circulation and oxygen absorption throughout your dog's body. It's a miracle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> As a result, cells then receive more nutrients and oxygen, which gives your dog's body a boost in metabolism, which then in turn speeds up the healing process. The, this process also assists in maintaining correct pH levels in your dog's blood and skin. What? Bullshit. There is nothing when, you know, the truth is that when you have citric acid and bicarbonate, it, uh, when citric acid is added to bicarbonate, a reaction occurs in which carbon dioxide is formed and gives the rise to the bubble seen in the suds. Right, it, it makes, makes it fizz. Fizz. <laughs> makes it, fizz. it breaks down into carbonic acid and sodium hydroxide. Its solution can be used to clean various, I mean, this was just a, a chemical website, can, can be used to clean various surfaces. And when you add citric acid to it, a reaction occurs and the uh, well, I already said that. It makes fizz. And there's no science to say that any of the byproducts of this combination go through the skin's barrier function. The skin has a barrier function to keep stuff out. It's not just going to soak into the skin and go all the way deep into the bloodstream. The bloodstream is through layer after layer after layer of 
tissue before you get to the actual blood source, it's baloney. It's not going to happen. It's not scientifically sound. This is fake science. This is pseudoscience. Oh, Patty. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, wow. That's interesting considering there's not that much difference between the two. This is just the Japanese carrying on to uh, mind screw their customers into thinking there's something mag- magical, there's something scientific that's happening here. You're not going to have anything from a bathing tablet go into the dog's bloodstream and adjust the ph (laughs) and adjust the ph of the blood i challenge you nagayu show me the science and on that note i think we can call it a day barbara and i have had technical challenges today Uh, the cat threw up it's been an interesting one but we actually made it through so i'm pretty happy with that (laughs) remember to support us on patreon remember to especially tell our sponsors how much we appreciate that they support us as well and happy grooming everybody see you next week on the groom pod bye bye now take care of yourselves and stay cool